everybody. Welcome back to Draco's Den. And as I promised, I'm going to continue with my review of the SWV and Escape Queens of R&B show. And I reviewed the first three episodes in the last uh, episode on the podcast here. So we're going to review tonight's episode four because I didn't want to wait until tomorrow to do the review. Nope. We're going to get it now because it was a lot. Okay, and I'm going to address some of the other drama that's floating around because of the revelations on this show, too, because I've been following it. So, as we know, Escape was dealing with the whole controversy between the sisters, you know, Latasha and Tamika, and Tamika accusing Latasha's husband of stealing her money. I'm going to circle back around to that after I go through the review of the actual episode, because some details have come out about that now. And also, I'm a, actually, I'm going to go ahead and point out something now. So in the first episode or whatever, when they were introducing the groups, they pointed out that Tamika and Latasha's father left their mother and their mother just did it all. Well, that wasn't exactly the truth. That wasn't an accurate portrayal. It is an accurate portrayal that their parents did divorce and their father left the household. But apparently, their father, who is a pastor, which means fuck all of anything to me, but Pastor Scott did an interview on YouTube with several prominent YouTubers, several you know prominent bloggers, um, to clear up some allegations and, and to speak his truth a little bit. And the interview was long as fuck, so I went through the you know some important parts of it. But the biggest thing I took away from it was. Latasha mainly apparently has been the one that kind of spread the narrative that their father just wasn't there. But Tamika does admit in episode two or three that she's more like her father and it bothers her mother. And she feels like that's at least part of the reason that her mother favors Latasha, her older sister, over her. So I watched the interview with their father and their father revealed he never left their lives. He simply divorced their mother. But he was there, according to him, so I'll say allegedly, for all of their major events in childhood. So he was there for, you know, school stuff, the graduations and, and you know, fun shit like that. Apparently he was also, you know, he, he had them around when he was working. He was, I guess he's either a police officer or a security guard or something. And... He's, he mentioned, you know, keeping them with him when he would go to work for, and have, letting them watch movies when he was working, like doing security, I guess. Um, he also mentioned that in the early part of Escape being together, he actually did security for the group. So apparently this narrative that they tried to portray that their father was just completely absent, just walked the fuck out and no, you know, no warning and never looked back and never did anything for them. Apparently, according to the pastor, and I, I'm going by what I see, doesn't appear to be the entire truth. It does appear that, you know, him and their mother, Gloria, had a less than amicable divorce. And it feels like their mother still holds a grudge. Um, so that was an interesting interview. And 
Of course, he's not really happy with the dynamic between the two sisters. However, he did mention a couple of things that were worth noting. A, he didn't know anything about the money until people started texting him and, and DMing him or whatever about it when it came out on the show. But for the record, something that the bloggers in this particular instance didn't cover properly when they were reviewing it. Tamika stated in the show that she didn't tell anyone but their mother. She didn't even tell her own husband. So why would she have told her father? Um, so he doesn't know anything about it. So, you know, he can't really attest to it. He did not take any sides between the sisters. He just wants them to, in his words, pray about it and, and you know, deal with it righteously or whatever shit. It got a little too Christian-y for me. And that's kind of why I turned it off. But I, I heard what I needed to hear. So I wanted to address that before we got into reviewing episode four, because it's going to be a little, you know, relevant later. Um, so episode four, you know, we're coming where episode three left off where we need to fit where the two groups are trying to figure out, are they going to go ahead and co-headline or what? And I'm going to rip SWV again on this one because I'm sorry, but they pissed me off. Actually, specifically Coco pisses me off, but there's a level of arrogance that they have that is unwarranted. And I'm not just, I'm not talking, I'm not saying that they're less, you know, successful that they don't deserve. No. What I mean is the way that Coco talks, but you want respect. You're not any younger, you're not any older for real than them. Just because y'all came out a year, your album came out a year or whatever before them, and y'all may have gotten together three years before or whatever you claim does not mean that you need to speak so damn recklessly because at the end of the day, y'all are all supposed to be businesswomen. And you keep coming with disrespect, but you want respect. That's not how that fuck that works because Candy came at y'all respectfully with her request in the last episode. You got disrespectful. And you start off this episode continuing to be disrespectful. Her and Taj doing yoga or whatever. And I understand you want to stand your ground on the co-headlining. You can stand your ground while not being disrespectful. And the biggest disrespect that she keeps saying is with y'all's little 7 million records. Now, in the last show I already covered, you've already inflate, overinflated your number per the RIAA. You've only sold 11.5 million while y'all were together. But then you want to discount them and say that they sold 7 and apparently they sold 9. That's what they're certified at right now. Let's not belittle them because you're quote unquote more successful. And let's be clear, Candy, or, or not Candy, I'm sorry, Coco, you were more successful in the 90s. You are not more successful now because technically Candy and Tiny are more successful than all of the rest of you overall. They have more accomplishments, more Grammys, more other awards. So can we cut out this fucking rhetoric? That got on my nerve instantly. But next thing was. Uh, them coming together to talk about the show and finally put to bed what they're going to do. So they meet at Taja's place. They do... Coco, being Coco, is the one that mentions the elephant in the room because... Actually, before this, uh, Taj and Tamika met up at a restaurant and they started trying to do some basic planning on how they want to set up the show. Because nobody else has started it. At this point, they have not hired anyone to do anything on the show that they would need to have done. So aside from the managers that SWV has, and uh, I think Escape was still working through their manager situation. 
you know, choreographers have been hired, you know, they, they know, I think they, they, ha- they all use the same, you know, DJs when they do their shows, so they know that, but they don't have settled on any choreography, they haven't designed a set, all that. So, Tamika decided to get started on that with Taj to at least get the ball rolling, because at this point, in, in episode four, in the beginning, they have like three weeks left until they do the first show, which was designed to be the first show, but wound up being the only show, whatever. So they get together, they have a nice meeting. Okay, fine. Now the group all has to get together, the two groups, to decide what they're going to do. At this point, uh, Coco addresses the elephant in the room. This one I'll give her credit for. It did need to be addressed. Um, interesting notes. Um, this is one of the rare times where we saw Candy and Tasha sitting next to each other uh, in, in Tasha's living room or whatever. Candy, Tasha, Coco sat on one. Tamika sat on another couch away from her sister and with their sound engineer who she brought in. And then uh, Lily and Tiny were on a different couch across from them. Just interesting dynamics considering we know Candy and Coco or Candy and Tasha really don't get along. Candy and Coco seem okay later in the episode. But Coco pushes my buttons, so whatever. Um... So when Coco addresses, are, are we co-headlining or what before we get into all this planning? Tasha, who at this point, Candy establishes in the confessional that has not spoken to any of them, decides to speak up and say, oh yeah, we're co-headlining. We, we're cool on that. Let's move past it. But the group had not actually discussed that. Fine. Dandy is, is moving forward because it, it needed to go on any damn way. Um, Tamika, Tamika is showing what she has worked with the sound and engineer, engineer guy to come up with for their set. They've come up with, you know, virtual mock-ups or whatever. She's going through the rudimentary ideas. She's saying, you know, y'all can feel free to, you know, shoot down or add on or, you know, whatever, you know, put some input. But this is just what I thought because we need to start something. And everyone gives her her props except for her sister because Tasha just has to be extra. And of course, we find out why. It's because this has always been Tasha's thing to do. The set design and the set listing and all that and, and the track listing was always done between originally Tasha and then between Tasha and Candy after they reunited back in 2017. Candy has no problem with what's going on. Tiny has no problem with this. Nobody else has a problem with this, but of course, Tasha has a problem with it because all of a sudden, well, now Tanika wants to take that away from me. And she makes this ignorant ass comment, well, she already took our sisterhood. No, 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 bitch. I'm sorry. We're just going to go ahead and, and, and interject here with some things that have come out outside of the show regarding that $30,000. I don't know if I reviewed the last show, but basically, uh, Tamika already outlined that when they signed up with the union, the company or whatever that does their royalties, um, Tamika didn't know about it. Tiny's mom signed them all up. Tiny's mom had Tamika's check sent to her New York address. Somebody went in and changed that address to Tamika and Tasha's mama's house, which is where Tasha and Rocky were living at that time. Per Tasha, she she cleared this completely in another interview, and she said basically what she found out after she figured out that she was missing the checks and the investigation was done, basically the check was sent to her mother's house so the address was changed. The email address that they had was changed. And the method of verification that they had, which was her passport, was changed. And Tamika and Candy and Tiny revealed 
they, they do have a mutual email, a Gmail account with all of their stuff when they manage group business and they do have access to each other's IDs, passports, social security numbers, blah, 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 blah. Well, unfortunately, this likely means that Rocky has access to that because Tasha is an idiot. And I'm going to say that because I am not team Tasha at all. The more that I hear from her, the less I like her. Call me biased. Don't give a shit. Um, but basically, Tamika said that they use, they created another email, a Gmail account with Tasha's name in it. Not Tasha, Tamika's name. Tamika's name in it. And used that email. They sent a copy of her passport and had her info or whatever. And they had the address change. And then the check was deposited. And this is where Tasha got some shit wrong in, in the interview that she did. It was deposited not in Tasha's account. It was deposited in Rocky's account. Because they forged Tamika's signature and underneath it was Rocky. So now we know who the fuck stole the money. I will also throw in the little tidbit of information that Tasha's husband, Rocky, called in to Tasha K, the blogger who Cardi B just sued and, and, and is getting $4 million off of, called into her to quote-unquote clarify his situation, because more on that later. But when he decided to clarify this thing with the check, he says that Tasha's checks were sent to Tamika and Tamika's checks were sent to Tasha, which makes no fucking sense. That doesn't compute, idiot, because per everyone in Escape, they all get paid equally as far as royalties and what they get on shows. So Tamika would have never noticed if she was getting Tasha's checks and they were the same, and she paid taxes, this wouldn't be a big issue. This is an issue because Tamika never got her fucking money. You lying little bald fuck. But that, that I had to establish that one because that's prudent right now. So when Tasha's saying that Tamika shattered the sisterhood, and she's still saying that Tamika disrespected their mother. No, your mother has disrespected Tamika repeatedly on camera when she said when she's mouthing behind Tamika's back that she's jealous of you jealous of fucking what Tamika sounds just as good as you do if not better and I would actually rather hear her sing than you because you just disturbed my spirit at this point and I'm not the only one that feels this way because the fans online are turning against Tasha majorly now there are a lot of people turning against Candy because of Tasha but you know, those of us with some some fucking form of discernment, we're really against Tasha at this point. It's going to be real. Anyway, let's get back to this. So, um, Tasha has a problem with Tamika doing the set design or whatever, and th this, the whole shattered sisterhood thing, and I'm just like, bitch, you shattered the sisterhood a long time ago, so shut the hell up with that. Um, but they move on from there. I'm going to cover, you know, Lily has a scene before this, where she's talking about her sex book again. This is so, this, this tickles me. I'm gonna read it. I'll be real. Like, I don't like Coco very much, but I fucks with Lily and Taj. So, I'm gonna read that book. When, whenever the tell, she tells us it drops, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to need to read that because it just sounds fun. And hell, I write erotica, so might as well. Um, then after that, they have a scene with Coco and her son, who is the one that wants to, you know, quit going to dentistry school and just focus on music, and they meet with Taj. 
And basically, that's Taj is kind of trying to, in their way, talk sense into him. And I do understand it because the music industry is, is shady as fuck. They're trying to make sure that he, you know, they, they want him to stay in school and, and, you know, do the music thing later or, you know, make sure that he has the dentistry degree to fall back on because times can get tough. And, you know, they, you know, and, and Taja's words, you know, when SWV broke up, she was broke. Her and Lily were broke because Coco was the one that got the singles deal and got to go on and continue doing shit. Whatever. Um, that was a hard one. That, that was a heartwarming one. And, you know, they Taj managed to reason with him in a way that was less demanding. And she was just like, just keep it on the table. Keep it on the counter is the term she used. Don't just pack it away. So he's still considering that. I'm going to be interested to see where he decides to ultimately go with that. I've, I do understand where Coco is coming from as a parent. Because I am one, so I will sympathize with her on this one, even though I really don't fucking like her right now. And she also does mention that her son suffers from depression, which he does mention is part of the reason he wants, he, he's not feeling school. Like, going to therapy and, and dealing with everything, like, whatever else he's dealing with in the midst of his depression, he just really is not feeling school. I get that. Been there. Done that. I sympathize with him hardcore on this one. But I also understand what Coco is saying. She wants to make sure he's protected that he doesn't end up like her group mates and 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 frankly like herself where when you know you out of work in the music industry ain't no fucking money coming in and i don't know how much of the writing coco and them did on their their albums i know at least in the first album they didn't do a whole lot so that means they're not getting as much in royalties since they didn't write on those songs so when they weren't together and touring you know that probably was a, a bit of a dip in Coco's funds, although I'm sure she's still pretty well off. So, I understand her looking out for it, and I can respect this part of her. And I also respect the fact that she does admit that she is bipolar, and he suffers from depression, so she's very wary and aware and wants to be protective. But, like all of us, she has to not over-protect, because sometimes you gotta let them make their own decisions. They are, he's an adult. He's 19 years old. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, he's legally an adult, but not grown. I get it. But he is legally an adult. And we do have to let our children, once they hit adulthood, start making fucking decisions for themselves so they can figure out what they want to do. But anyway, I get where they're coming from. Actually, I'm cool with that whole scene. Um, then there is a scene where, and I might have mixed up the order, but whatever. I'm going to talk about this next. Um... At the end of the group thing, everybody was assigned roles. Tiny and Lily do fashion. Uh, Taj and Tamika were going to continue with the set stuff. Coco, Tasha, and Candy were assigned with coming up with the set list. That is the list of songs that each group will perform. This makes the most sense because, A, Candy and Tasha have always done the set list for Escape. B, Coco is the lead for SWV. So since she's mainly doing the, the, the front singing, yeah, she should be the one that decides the set list. So they meet at Candy Studio. Candy's cool. Candy is actually singing SWV before Coco walks in. She's singing weak. Side, sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Just in case I'm a little bit too escape on this one, don't get me wrong. I fucks with escape music. With, with escape music, I fucks with SWV's music. Hardcore. 
a little bit more escape than SWV, but I fucked with SWV. I still blast both groups regularly. I will sing weak at the top of my lungs. I don't sound nearly as good as Candy does. But Coco comes in with her son Jalen. I think his name, I think his name's Jalen. That's the same one that wants to do the singing. Um, and Coco's good. You know, she's gotten over, or at least she's not showing the bitterness from the debate over who was going to headline or whatever. Her and Candy hug. They cool. She's positive. She's upbeat. She's like, you know, we just want to get together and do this, you know, basically for the culture or whatever. Cool. Tasha comes in and the mood changes. Like, she's fake happy. But in this scene where they are, you know, and Candy went and, and her and Coco, before Tasha got there, they listed out all the songs that they no, uh, normally perform. Because, you know, everybody that, that regularly tours, they kind of have a pretty, you know, standard set list of songs that they know they're going to do. And they might switch it up. So Coco lists out the SWV songs. Candy has a list of the Escape songs. And she says, you know, there are a couple that they may switch out here and there or they may add in. You know, this is where Tasha's supposed to come in and help. Tasha is zero fucking help in this entire scene. All she could say is, mm, I don't know. Mm, I hadn't thought about it. I haven't really given it much thought. So Coco and Candy are there to do business. They're doing the job that they were assigned to do. And eventually it's so awkward because, of course, Candy is now annoyed. And she's like, yo, we, we, we just supposed to be coming up with a set list. Like, and she asked Tasha about one particular song, um, Run to the Arms, um, which is a song that Tasha and Tamika sing from the third album. Candy and Tiny just do the backgrounds. Okay. Tasha can't even say whether she wants to sing one of her songs, one of the songs that she sings completely on. It's awkward. And I'm going to come back to this one later because I did watch Candy speak on it. Actually, no. I'm going to generate this here. Candy did state that her and Tasha, as soon as Coco left, wound up getting into it after this because what the fuck was the point in Tasha being there? Like, if you didn't want to do it, then just don't show up. It would have been more productive for Candy to have just done escapes and Coco to have done SWVs, they could have done better, the two of them together, who are about their business, versus Tasha, whose excuse is, well, I got a lot going on right now. And Coco looks a little outdone, and she should. This time I'm side with Coco. She should look outdone, because this was unprofessional as fuck. But fine. We move on from that. There's a scene with Candy and her manager. One of her managers. Um, talking about the situation and we know Tasha has a gospel deal. Candy knows at this point Tasha still hasn't actually told the group. Also noted, one of the scenes in here is where Tasha actually signs the, the gospel deal. So this is where she officially gets the you know offer. Rocky is going over it with her and then the question gets asked, well where does this leave you with escape? Because of course that has to get thrown out there and I don't know, and I just want to be free. And, you know, when they ask, who can I run to? And I'm going to run to my solo deal and blah, blah, blah. Okay, bitch, if you want to be solo, just go fucking solo. Because we sick of you at this point. 
If you just want to focus on you and not have nothing to do with escape, then walk the fuck away. And while you're at it, do what you forced Candy to do back in 2000 or whatever. Sign a little agreement so they can continue to tour without your ass and use the name. Just saying. So she signs the deal. She's all happy. It's all fake bullshit. And I am so annoyed with Tasha at this point. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be unbiased on her scenes. I don't fucking like her. And every scene that she's in makes me like her less. But here is the kicker. They show escape in rehearsals. Three of them. Tasha does not show up. Now, I find out from Candy Speak on it, and this rehearsal that we see is not even for the show that they're doing with SWV. They have another show prior to that show, and they hadn't rehearsed in a while. So they need to do rehearsals. No one can get a hold of Tasha at this point. She didn't tell them whether she was coming to rehearsals. They don't. She did get a hold of whoever their road manager is, and supposedly she's supposed to do the show. So they're like, well, you know, when, when it comes time to sound check, can you do sound check her mic? Long story short, because from the speak on it, Candy answered this, Tasha didn't do the show and they didn't know. Now, of course, they're prepared to do the part with just three of them. But Candy explodes in this when she's like, why does she get to decide? Why does she get to make the rules for when the fuck she's around and when she's not going to be around? Why don't we get to implement some rules here? And this is where Candy says, you know, right now she thinks she's Diana and we the Supremes. And then she said, no, better yet, she thinks she Gladys and we the Pips. And that's not that's not working. So they had to do the rehearsal with Tamika once again singing her sister's parts. Based off the fact that generally speaking, when they are not all four of them together, when Tasha's not there, Tamika has been singing most of her parts with the exception of one song where Tiny does it. Softest place on earth. Tiny sings that song. When Tasha's not there because it is a Tasha-led song. So basically, that's how the episode ends on that rehearsal. And it's just three. Just Candy, Tiny, Tamika. No Tasha. Like I said, I watch Candy speak on it. So I'm going to throw a little bit of that in there, too. Um, towards the end. This episode wasn't as as dramatic, but it was annoying just because this is where you get to see Tasha. Now that I've covered that one, fuck it, let's talk about the Speak On It, because earlier this week, Tasha did her own version of Speak On It. So she started up her little YouTube channel, and she decided to do her own version and talk about Candy, basically. And everything keeps being blamed on Candy. So this Speak On It of Candy's that I watched today basically is her addressing why she's in the headlines this week. She does a couple of things. And I think I talked about the issue with her and Tamar Rixon on the last show. Candy addressed it and basically told what happened and paid a clip from Todd, her husband. And essentially it boils down to Candy says her and Tamar did have a confrontation. It wasn't over what Tamar said on Dish Nation when asked the question. It was over the fact that she then took to her story to further stand by the person that she knows Candy has a problem with, that was Candy's issue. So their altercation did get heated, but Candy stated that there were like 30 different people walking past them that can attest to Todd not threatening Tamar at all. And the line that Tamar said about, you know what it is, according to Candy, Tamar, and according to Candy and Todd, 
Todd never even said it to Tamar. He said it to Candy while he's trying to calm her down because apparently things got fairly heated. I maintain Candy probably wanted to smack the shit out of her and Todd actually just saved your fucking head from getting knocked off your shoulders. So you probably should be a little bit more thankful. But Candy also had to address the fact that Tamar insinuated that Todd was abusing her and that's why she would stand up for him. And Candy rightfully pointed out that Tamar herself claimed to be a victim of, of domestic violence, so why would you want to pin that on Candy with no fucking evidence? She just wants to play victim. These are Candy's words. I tend to side with Candy because Tamar is dramatic for no fucking reason, and it just, feel, it just felt like bullshit from the moment she spread the little story out there. Also, a story did kind of come out where Eva Marcel had to comment on this one because she's also on Real Housewives, and she's the one that has a husband that was in politics, and when Tamar originally, months ago, said something about this altercation. She said she got threatened by a housewife whose husband is holds office or something in Atlanta. So some people mistook, you were like, well, could she be talking about Eva Marcel? So Eva commented on it and said that Tamar handled it very immaturely. And she, if she was going to speak on it, she should have just called Candy out directly rather than let people speculate and put her name in it. And she basically said that Tamar is immature and it, it doesn't sound like it was truthful any damn way. But then Candy, of course, gets into she reviews the episode or whatever. She again highlights the fact that when she asked about the co-headline thing, they were talking about a whole tour, not just the one show they ended up doing. And at the end of the day, it was business and Coco and Lily decided they wanted to take shit personal like they don't understand business. And here is an interesting tidbit that, that Candy points out. Since it was about business, she's like, and it is about money. And she put in a video clip to prove this one that was from SWV's documentary. And she, you know, obviously SWV has been commenting this week about a lot of this shit. And it's interesting that they still, SWV is still so heated about this when the show wrapped up recording last year. So y'all should already be over this, but apparently they're not. But Candy points out that it's ironic for Coco to feel, you know, to have the audacity to act like she doesn't understand the monetary part of it when, per their own admission, they couldn't even agree on money. SWB could not agree on money when they were a group originally because Coco was paid more than the other two. They were not paid evenly. Also, can't, you know, because they talked about favorite groups or whatever, Candy pointed out, she said, for the record, SWV did a tour with Salt and Pepper, who, while they are a rap group, not an R&B group, are still a bigger group than all of them as far as sales go. And SWV had the exact same argument with Salt and Pepper over who was going to headline their mutual show together. Hmm. See? Now, here's the thing. And here's why I fucks with Candy. Because she comes with, A, receipts, and B, like, it's a business thing. And her advice was, if you're going to do business, you have to be willing to do business for yourself regardless of whose feelings you're going to hurt because at the end of the day, you're supposed to protect yourself. That's the goal in business. And you have to sometimes be comfortable looking like the bad guy because otherwise you get fucked over. And she again reiterated that if she had not, you know, stood up for her group, then there was the possibility of it affecting their money down the road and their positioning as headliners on other shows. Okay, 
So then she addresses Tasha, and Tasha told a lot of lies that sounded like bullshit. So, um, she Tasha on her live or her YouTube show had told a story about Candy in the studio crying back in 98, 99, whatever, with Jermaine Dupri. And she's and Tasha implied that it was because Candy was crying solely because Tasha was singing lead on the song. And the song in question was The Softest Place on Earth. Here is Candy's explanation for it. It was not that Tasha was singing lead. It was the fact that they called Tasha in. Tasha had recorded the entire fucking song. So her vocals by herself, she had recorded her background vocals. They called Candy in just to do background vocals to add her voice onto the background of it, but did not call Tiny or Tamika to also add background vocals, and the song is still being billed as all of Escape. So Candy said it like the issue was not that Tasha was got lead on the entire song. They already had established what the fuck was happening there. It was the fact that you're building it as an escape song, but you're keep you know, you're holding out two other members of Escape. I can understand that frustration, and Candy does, as we've seen in the damn show, stand up for her group. So, that's what she was doing. I can believe that. But, of course, Tasha tried to spin it as Candy being bad guy, whining over her getting the lead. <clears throat> then, uh, what else was there? Um, a couple of lies were told. She said that Candy had had issues with her mom, had disrespected her mom before, and Candy says it didn't happen. Never heard that from Tamika. Doesn't really seem like Candy's character to, to disrespect her mom. Tasha keeps saying everybody disrespected her mom, and I'm like, no, your mama was disrespectful. Your mom was disrespectful as fuck in the last episode where she's talking about she was the, the secret fifth member of Escape. No, sweetie, you weren't, because if you were a, a member then that means everybody's mama was a member and nobody else's mama had the balls to say that shit. Makes no sense. But, uh, Tasha told a few other lies and then she proceeded to make fun of Candy's voice. And I'm going to side with Candy on this one again because Candy drove the fuck out of her and said, how, do, how can you jump on the bandwagon that everybody else is doing right now making fun of my voice when my voice helped make your ass millions? Because the songs that you are most well known for have can't have Candy's voice on there. She's not lying because who the fuck is listening for Latasha's any solo project? I only knew of the two songs that she did as duets or she sung the hook on after Escape broke up. And nobody else remembers them. One with Trick Daddy and one with some other guy, male R&B artist that had like that one hit together. And it was barely a hit. But Candy also pointed out, she said, you are joining in dragging me for my voice, which helped make you all this money, which has actually made more money than your supposedly better voice. And you're also getting dragged online right now because Latasha has been getting dragged for doing the exact same runs for 30 fucking years. You don't know runs? Look up your music shit. I'm not going to explain that shit. But basically... Natasha has a very distinctive way of singing, and it's identical every time she sings the song. Like, when she does her runs and her ad-libs, they're always the same. And yes, this week she has been in drag for it. 
not really a fair drag. I will give Latasha this. Latasha can sing her ass off. So not the most fair drag, but she has been getting dragged. So Candy basically pointed out, how hypocritical is it of you to drag me for mine? You're getting dragged right now, and you're dragging me for my, for my voice when we are group mates. And my voice helped make you money because I sang lead on most of the songs that the the most successful songs that made you money, which is true. They're mo the first two albums were the most successful, and Candy sang lead on the majority of those songs. Tasha came in on the bridge, so how fucking stupid do you sound to in any way make fun of her voice, even if you do for some reason all of a sudden not like her voice? You have been singing together for over 30 years. Yeah, y'all had a decade break where y'all didn't talk and y'all didn't sing together. But basically, this goes back to y'all being teenagers, y'all singing in this group together. Candy's voice is prevalent. Candy's voice is, in fact, if you listen to any Escape song, when you hear the background vocals, you kind of hear Candy over the others. And that's because, as Candy has admitted, they would turn her background vocals up to give Escape a different sound because her voice is so much more distinctive. So basically, what fucking sense does it make for you to drag Candy for her voice? You sang with her. So that makes you sound stupid as fuck because you don't think she can sing all of a sudden or you think, you know, there's a problem with her vocals but but you, you were okay when she was helping you make money. Bet. That was what Candy touched on. She also kind of ended saying, you know, you really need to be more focused on your family issues than me. But let's talk about her family issues because it's not just a sister. I don't know if I touched on the last show. I think I, I'm pretty sure I did. Basically, her Tasha's husband, Rocky, has been accused of cheating. And his mistress has come out and spoken. And I'm going to be a little bit more clear on that one. Because I've done a little bit of research, but I really don't want to subscribe to Tasha K's site to watch the whole interview. But basically, his mistress wound up doing an interview with Tasha K, the blogger I spoke about earlier, the one that Cardi B sued for libel and won, and, and she owes Cardi B $4 million, so she has to make sure that her shit is, is tight now that she's actually reporting truth because she already don't, you know, she out $4 million. Um, but Rocky has a mistress named Unique. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So I don't get sued. Um, Unique did an interview with Tasha Kay with five years worth of receipts of messages between herself and Rocky. There's pictures of her and Rocky together. She has pictures of his... She has pictures of his dick. She has dick pics that are apparently very clearly his. Um, she claims... Among, and I, I looked at some overview of it. because, Like I said, uh, Tasha K did this interview on her website, which I would have to subscribe to, and I fucking refused to give that woman money. But I did want to know some information, so I looked at some of my other trusted bloggers to get some info because this is messy, and I want, it. I, I want to report on it. Um, basically, she came with the text messages, the pictures. She stated that, and then I saw a clip of, a, of Girl Unique doing a live, and she did say, basically, Tasha knew about her. Uh, what did she say? No, basically, she said they, they seem to have some kind of open marriage or something. Like, Tasha knows that he's fucking around. She's not the only girl. She's not the only girl that's accusing him of having an affair. Um, 
But apparently he was with this girl Unique for five years. And, uh, you know, it's the usual promising that eventually he's going to leave his wife or we're separated or we got an open marriage or whatever the fuck it was. Um, Rocky called in the Tasha K show and tried to deny the situation, but he talked in circles. He and I did watch that. Um, basically, he called in to Tasha and is like, you know, this girl that you got coming on the show, you know, she there's a fed thing involving her, and you know, she tapped my phone and blah 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 blah. It is so so fucking stupid that he forgot that we're in 2023. No one taps your phone to steal your pics. They hack it, you fucking idiot. Secondly, mm, no, bruh. Because while you could say that for the, the pictures, it doesn't explain the text messages. Uh, he was stuttering. So, you know, when you're, when you're being truthful and, you know, you don't have a natural stutter, you tend to not stutter. Truth tends to just roll off your lips. But if you're having to think of the shit you're trying to say, you might stutter over it. He was stuttering. He made no sense. He made accusations about uh, Candy's husband, Todd, and Tamika. That's when he also explained the thing where he's swearing up and down that Tamika was cashing Tasha's checks and Tasha cashed Tamika's checks. And that doesn't line up with any fucking thing. It makes no goddamn sense. You look real guilty. By the end of this 30-minute fucking phone call, basically Tasha K ended up telling him, Rocky, you shouldn't have made this call because you actually sound stupid. I don't think she used the word stupid. But she basically said, you sound suspect. You're stuttering. You can't keep your story straight. You're talking in circles, and you're not actually giving me anything. You're trying to do damage control, and you're saying there's a federal case against this girl. Basically, he's trying to make it out like unique as a stalker, which is probably what he's telling Tasha. Again, I also saw Unique's live and she felt the need to answer some things and I disagree with her on some things because she's like, well, why is it when y'all when a woman gets involved with a married man, you immediately go after her? I agree with that, what she was trying to say, but the way that she said it was a little weird. Can't remember the exact wording, but basically she's trying to deflect, but there comes a point where it's like, you knew he was married to Tasha. Like, you knew you were messing with a married man and while he's not the promise that he made wasn't to you. If you're saying that you were with him under the guise that he was going to leave Tasha, if he was fucking around on her to be with you, did you not? Did you think you were going to be exempt from that? Because that's not how it works generally. What he did to her, he's going to do to you. So he was stupid on that regard. There's some confusion on whether there was a ch child involved or not. Um, I haven't seen any clarification on that one, so I'm going to assume that there isn't. But basically, uh, her thing was you know, Rocky lies. And I'm like, you know what? That's the smartest thing you said. Rocky does lie. But she was trying to absolve herself from blame. And it's like, while you don't have blame for breaking up their marriage, you do need to take some blame for the fact that you knew he was married. And you continue down this road for five fucking years. Counterpoint, as she stated, Yes, she went along and went with the okie doke for five years until she figured out that she wasn't even the only side chick. But as she stated, better to do it for five years than for 28, which is what Tasha and Rocky were recently bragging about being married for 28 years. Kind of hard to argue a point. Oh, 
couple other things that were covered in Antasha thing where she lied and said that her husband had secured them some some deals while they were all four together. She said that Candy asked for him to manage them at one point. Candy disputes this. She said there was no way in fucking hell she'd ever asked him to manage the group. Um, and whatever money and deals that he was getting them when they were together as four, when they reunited, basically Candy says it wasn't Rocky's deal that they were performing on most recently. It was her deal that she called a promoter and got because Rocky wasn't getting them the money and the headlining spots that they deserved. In short, the shit messy. And like I said, I mean, I watched the interview with the dad, uh, the sister's dad, so uh, Tasha and Tamika's dad. Um, like I said, he got too preachy for me personally, and there there is a limit to the amount of Christianity that I'm willing to take in my life. A very very small limit. Like keep this shit at funerals is basically my point at, at, at this stage. Um, and again. For those that are listening, this is not a shot at you if you choose to practice faith, but please understand when you get preachy at me, I'm going to tune you the fuck out. If I don't crush you the fuck out. And he was getting just too preaching. And I'm just going to say this. My opinion on this and take it with what you will. What I need him to understand, what I need Tasha to understand because she keeps saying that they're going to pray about it in interviews when they ask her, is there any mending this? She swears them down that Tamika is, is telling this lie about the check for just for TV, that it didn't really happen, that, you know, she's trying to get a, a, you know, a spinoff her, you know, she wants a spinoff show or whatever. And she keeps saying that, you know, when they asked her how could they work through it, she's like, prayer. Let me explain something to Tasha and her daddy. Prayer without work is dead. What this basically translates to is a dumbass. You can pray about something all day long in whichever way you pray. Just like as a witch, I can cast a spell for shit all fucking day long. But if I'm not doing the active work on the situation, it does not work. Same with your form of prayer. So you can pray to that being up in the sky that you hope is listening to you or whatever. And if you believe you're listening to you, fine. I'm not going to debate that with you. But if you are not actively doing work on the situation, it will not repair itself. Your God wants you to actually do the fucking work. He's not here to hand you shit. So he's not going to mystically reach down and repair the relationship between Tasha and Tamika. Tasha's gonna have Tasha and Tamika are gonna have to be willing to do the work and to their father. Uh you the daddy. So if you tell me you gonna pray that they get in there, okay, rather than you praying, how about you get in there and be the fucking mediator and sit them down and figure out what the hell the damn truth is and work it out between y'all without their mother present because clearly when they mama present, it don't fucking work because she's just going to take Tasha's side. He seems to be a little bit more neutral. So all this praying shit, that's cute. Pray and then take your ass and do some work to actually fix the problem because if you don't, these sisters are going to be at odds. Everybody keeps saying, you know, when they're doing these interviews, we really want to see the four back together. And I do prefer the escape with all four of them together. However, they can continue without Tasha. And at this point, if I, I'm just like, I'm wondering why y'all waiting. Just continue without her. Like, they have shows booked without her right now. I just saw a flyer for one. So, they are, in a sense, continuing without her. But Tasha still wants to be considered part of the group. But you don't actually want to do any of the group shit. 
And her gospel album is dropping supposedly on Good Friday. I don't do gospel music, but I'm going to listen to this album because I'm not hearing good things about it. I did listen to the first single. I wasn't impressed. But I'm going to listen to the rest of it to see, is she still doing the exact same R&B runs on gospel music? Which I will say this. I did grow up listening to gospel music, so I, I can say this. Singing gospel and singing R&B is not the same. And if you want to sing gospel, you're not going to do it as effectively if you do it the exact same way you were singing your R&B shit. Your voice, Tasha's voice in this case, is not really standing out enough. And I don't, I think it's actually hurting her. Like, you can't sing the way you've always sung R&B when singing gospel. Side note, when Candy was at her pettiest at the end of her uh, speak on it, she did point out Unlike Tasha, she actually had a number one gospel single. I'm just going to be real. She might as well have just went ahead and said, you sitting here bitching, but you not. Basically, Candy put it out there that, you know, you talking shit on me at, at this point, you want me to be villain your story. And it's basically because I did better than you and grow the fuck up. And I agree with that sentiment. Tasha really needs to grow the fuck up. So, I think that's all the different news I had to report on that one. I did like with this shit. I'm gonna do some research, and this may continue beyond uh, the show. I'm gonna continue reviewing. There's two more episodes because this is episode four. There's six episodes, so there's two more episodes, so two more weeks of these reviews, and then yeah, I'm going. Uh, I think I may follow this one just because. Tasha kind of keep is keeping shit in the logs that doesn't need to be. I will say this too, just to be a little bit more devil's advocate and and be a little bit more fair. Both SWV and Escape did are not handling this very well in social media. And at this point, like. There, there is a little classier on SWB's end, but some shit has gotten out of hand. Like, everybody has decided to come for Candy because she had the ball to stand up for herself. So, and now they want to, all of a sudden, everybody wants to side with SWB. So, Tamar, while coming for them, has to post a picture of her with SWB. And, oh, I paid tribute to them on my single. You know what? At this point, my thing to Tamar and Tasha is this. Neither one of y'all have any fucking hits on your own, for real. Like, Tamar... You're an underact on shows that Escape is headlining, but you were talking about how Candy can't sing. That's a subjective matter, and I think you're full of shit on that one. But here, here's my thing: you ain't had a hit since Love and War, baby. You're, you're not even your first single, but the only real hit single that you had was Love and War. It sounded to me like you really need to be asking Candy to write you some fucking hits, cause you and Tasha. Because y'all ain't got one on your own. I, I I didn't hear nothing about Tasha's new gospel single, you know, placing on the Billboard charts yet. So, rather than y'all being haters at this point and taking pot shots and wanting to take shots at her voice, A, Tasha, you need to recognize that if you don't have Candy and the rest of Escape singing on a song with you, you're not that fucking interesting. And Tamar, 
you're just not fucking interesting at all. No matter how good you can sing, you can't get a hit. Maybe y'all should swallow your fucking pride and ask Candy can she write you a few. Now, don't give a shit how good you think your pin game is. Candy has a better track record. Candy has the Grammys and multiple awards for songs that she's written. So maybe y'all need to hit her up for that. Maybe she can give y'all a couple of hits. That's just my two cents worth. Like I said, I'm probably going to kind of follow the situation since Tamar and Tasha keep being messy about it in the blogs and in the interviews and shit. So even after the show, I feel like it's, gonna, it's still going to be some mess and I'm going to review it. I'm going to talk about it. Might do some, you know, little mini episodes or whatever to cover whatever drama because I'm having fun with this. I'm having fun. And this blog is all about me having fun with whatever I talk about. So next week, same time, we'll do this. Um, side note, I believe WrestleMania is next weekend. WrestleMania is next weekend. So y'all can get like three shows back to back from me. Because I am going to, with Jeremy and Steven and somebody else, review WrestleMania Nights 1 and 2 on a live show over on Stereo. I will share those links out on social media when we are doing the show so that if you want to listen live, you can do so. But as always, they will get uploaded here like everything else. So y'all will get hit with some back-to-back fucking shows. Because um, you're going to get those two WrestleMania reviews and the review of this show all next week. So the three shows y'all getting for me next week. Y'all getting content content for the next few weeks. I also have a couple of topics that were suggested, a few topics that were suggested to me that I am going to do. I still have at least one of the suggested ones from my paid subscriber that I intend to get to, but I was given about one, two, three, four, five other ones that I'm going to have a friend of mine who's been on the show, Angie, come on and we're going to talk about over the next few weeks uh, some deeper topics. We're going to talk about some triggers and coping skills, uh, what a need versus a want is. We're going to talk about some hobbies and boundaries, learning how to be alone. And then for shits and giggles, we're going to research some weird state laws that are still in books that you don't know about that we think are funny or weird or gross. Whatever. So, though that gives me topics for the next several weeks. But next week, it's going to be the WrestleMania reviews because we know those are going to be long. And the review of the SWV and Escape show, episode 5, will be next week. And then we will see where we go from there. So, as usual, if you're going to, if you've got some suggestions on additional topics for me to add on or some feedback on the topics, go ahead and hit me up on social media or uh, you know, leave me a voice message here on the Anchor version of the podcast or whatever the hell they're calling Anchor now. I think it's Spotify for podcasters. Whatever. I get a point. Leave me a message. Let me know. In the meantime, take care of yourself. I'll talk to y'all whenever I do the next show.